Backup how can you go wrong? There's beer and backups. Yo. You can't, how can you not listen? You could restore it all. Welcome to this episode of Backup Central's Restore It All. This is going to be sort of a mini podcast series, and we're going to call this Beer and Backups. You exactly. like that name? Exactly. You, you heard the voice already. Let me tell you who you're listening to. My usual co-host is currently out sick. He's been out sick for several days, so, you know, I had to, I had to call an audible. And my friend Ben here is in town, and I want to tell you about him real quick. He's been in the industry over 25 years, just like myself. He started out, if you can believe this, he was originally an IBM OS2 evangelist. Baby! Such a thing did exist. He actually worked at Washington Mutual, where he did uh, AIX and OS2. Uh, he went on to a company called Collective Technologies, which is where I met him over 20 years ago. And he also worked at Hitachi Data Systems, Isilon, and for the last nine years has been at Harmonic, porting their video storage systems. And recently, you can see him at PortlandBeerBen.com. Please welcome to the podcast, Ben Patrick. Hello, everybody. Welcome. I'm so glad to be here and really excited to talk about the thing I'm passionate about storage backup and recovery and how to keep for yourself out of trouble by the way uh, i just for those of you and i'm sorry that you guys aren't here with us but we are currently uh drinking a couple of belgian's finest yep we're drinking um west molly west, triple i think that's west i think it's just west mall west. so it's a trappist ale ben is drinking a triple i'm drinking a double both from the same place How, how's your triple Triple's got a really smooth flavor. It tastes a lot like, for those people who like Belgians, it gives you that Belgian flavor up front. It's got enough of a strong kind of malty body, but it gives you enough of a kick to get the job done. Yeah, because the triple has more alcohol than the double. Oh, yeah. It's 9.5. So 9.5. Yeah. Nice. It, nice. It's, Did you check out it, mine? Yeah. Let's, I got. I got let's, let's, see, let's see what your Wiss double beer is. Let's see. Yours is 7%. That's yeah, not bad. Yeah, 7. That's still But 7 is actually a good, a good midpoint. So what Curtis doesn't understand is I represent Portland and the Pacific Northwest, Holla, because we know <laughs> beer like nobody else. We make the best hops, Strata, Cascaic, Mosaic, Centennial. We make some of the best hops ever. So we are beer snobs. So I know need... a good beer and this is actually a good quality beer. So we'll talk about beer a different time. But, but if you need a good quality West Coast IPA, San Diego. San Diego to their respective, earn our Pacific Northwest respect in terms of beer. So we can talk about beer a different time, but I will turn this back, turn the mic back over to Curtis. <laughs> But I just, you know, we could talk. I, I just, you know, I just wanted to welcome you listeners to this. This will be a little bit different episode. I want to talk about, you know, war stories from sure. the past. Oh, war stories. Uh, Here we go, when, baby. You know, when, you, when you think about like an outage, I'll, I'll give you, I'll start you with a story. Mm. So I was at, we'll call it a large retail. A large retail establishment. Establishment. Fair enough. And they had a large 
Oracle database mm -hmm. that uh, they were backing up with a leading backup provider of the time. Fair enough. And they were backing it up to AI uh, tape drives back okay. in the day, right? And it was... Do you remember if, the capacity of tape? If you, For anybody, for trivia question? Oh, Lord, AIT, that was a long time ago. Can we insert the Jeopardy music while Curtis is sitting here thinking, no, trying to think no, about the I capacity? Can't remember, I can't remember okay. the capacity of AIT. Okay. That was too... Dude, that was, this is a couple of decades, okay? okay. Anyway, um, it's a few brain cells ago. What was happening was they had a two-week backup frequency, meaning they only backed right. up every two weeks. Okay. But they had a one-week retention. What it meant was they only had, at any given time, one copy. So, Oracle Database had a problem. It mm -hmm. was, at the time, a relatively large database. It's probably mm -hmm. It was probably only like 500 gigabytes or something. At the time, it was considered a large database. And what was happening was they, were, they would kick off their restore. It was like 12 tapes. Yeah. They would get 11 tapes in, and the 12th tape would fail. And I... Which is called Murphy's Law, so yeah, that's understandable. Yeah. Somebody called. This was actually... This was a collective. Okay. You know? And it was a San Diego company as well, which is where I live. Right. So I drove down, you know, here I come to save the day. And I walked in, and I tried all sorts of magic to try to somehow recover right, this one right. tape that wasn't that was failing. Exactly. And my magic, my mojo was not with me that day. So I asked, I was like, well, what is this thing that we're restoring? They said, well, it's an Oracle database. Look, because if there's one thing I know, it's, it's Oracle databases. Restoring Oracle databases, right. And so because of another story from even longer right, ago, right. I swore that would never happen to me again. And right. so I was like, oh, so I go to the... Yeah. And I, I had never met her, and I went up to her, and I said, hey, so what's going on? So she was having a bad day. And so she basically blew me off. And, like, I, you know, I was there to help, and she basically, you know, told me to go pound sand. She was busy gotcha. doing magic, and she didn't have time for me. So I was standing there a little dumbfounded. Mm -hmm. Now, she didn't know who I was, but, mm -hmm. she, but she treated me like, like subhuman, basically. And I happened to look up, and she had my book. On, oh, on her show. Oh, she really did. And I, oh, and I looked up. And, then I, no. and so I started to try to make conversation. And I pulled <laughs> my book down. And yeah. And I was like, oh, what do you what do you think of this book? She goes, oh, God, that guy's a genius. Because <laughs> I wish he was here. And I'm like, ha. Ah. So I just put my book down on the desk. Yeah. I put my card with my name mm. right next to the book. And then I, oh, and then I no. walked off. And it was it was a couple of minutes before she put two and two Before together. the aha yeah. moment hit yeah. and the fact yeah. that I may actually know what I'm talking about. Long story short, uh, it still wasn't a happy ending, but it but it was, you know, lessons learned. Have, right. have more than one copy. Have the retention period of your backup be longer than your... Being both in systems of over 25 years, you understand that there's an evolution of IT. Everybody is, has had to learn that there's a difference between backup and the ability to restore. And I think the latter is something that you know we'll talk about later. That it's been a constant gap and can still and still is even in the cloud environment of 2019. I, I would say that too many things in the past correct have been done to make backup better right they have been made that, backup better that that have made backup better but not necessarily and maybe even at the expense of restore and one thing that comes to my mind is multiplexing exactly right you and i spent lots of time with NetBackup, backup no oh yeah and, Commvault, Commvault. and they all 
have this concept of interleaving multiple backups together right, right. for one simple reason, and that was to keep the tape happy. But by doing that, it made the restore slower because now I had to read 20 backups and throw away 19 of them. Well, not just that, but you have to you have a certain amount of tapes that Commvault and NetBackup will tell you that you need to locate in order to do a full incremental restore or a full restore. And that's this is assuming that the company is properly staffed with the proper resources and knowledge of how that works to actually make it work effectively, which is always given my experience a non-reality. Yeah, mm. yeah, it, it's it's always been. Why don't you try? Why don't you try? Hey, hey, you're gonna drink all the last of your triple. I'm yeah, just gonna try I, your triple. Uh, try try some of my double, double. Go ahead. Here, sorry, sorry, ladies and gentlemen. It's okay. Well, non-binary yeah, folks, we're having out a. There. Well, this is beer and backup, which is part of a new series that I insisted on us calling because I am part of the. A, he, I am part of the African American persuasion. He's part of the Caucasian persuasion, and I find it ironic that his beer is darker than mine. But coming back to what we were oh, talking let's about. Let's stay it in. Let's <laughs> stay it in. So coming back to what we are talking about. So here's another perfect example. It, this was, disk staging right. was something that made backup better. It didn't hurt restores, but it didn't help restore. Because no, it did not hurt restores at all. Disk staging was the idea of we're going to back up. This was pre-dedupe. Right. We're going to back up the disk. Oh, very and we're going to copy the, the disk back up to tape. Yes. And this, this was the other way of solving the tape speed mismatch problem. Right. As opposed to multiplexing. Right. But... It helped backups, but it didn't help restores because restores still came directly from tape. Right, right? because and so I still had this mismatch. Restores, restores historically are, are a serial operation from whether you use you know SCSI, iSCSI, IP, whatever your network infrastructure is. There's two methods that I want to talk about. There's two. There's customers that have most of the time do two operations. They will do a backup from a existing network attack storage, i.e., NAS system, to another network attack storage system. Or they will do a backup from a network from a system server or NAS to tape, and most of the time the backup find can be fine because, as a matter of fact, it's a read operation. So you're just doing read and you're doing writes to tape, but the restore operation takes a little more time because there's a lot more logic involved, and so that increases the amount of time of recovery for customers. And so, unfortunately, the people that design this type of infrastructure, it's that part is left out in the sales pitch. Because of the fact, no, I, and I'm just being honest, yeah, sure, I'm not yeah, trying yeah. to dog any specific company, but it's just left out in the sales pitch because of the fact that you can, it's easier to tell a customer that your data will be backed up within an hour, two hours, three hours, but it's easier to leave out the fact that the recoverability may take four or six or more hours. And, and just, and, and that's only based on the point in time which you have a valid, a valid backup. So all I want to say, and then I'll shut up, is that it's just an, a new area as far as in new technology to understand, you know, the ability to validate all this stuff. And you and I grew up in, you know, technically wise, we grew up in the days of tape backup. Right. Pre-disc. SunOS. Right. AIX, Sun OS. Solaris. Solaris. Not even before Solaris, True, SunOS. True, True 64. True 64. I did work on, did you work, come on now, you must have worked on... Uh, um, AT&T, System 5, 3B2. Never worked on a mainframe, never worked, uh, never touched OS 2, <laughs> never touched well, dude, OS or VMS. I swear to God, I'm, I'm <clears throat> determined to bring OS 2 back, man. Yeah, you know, realize OS 2 is based... I, don't get me started. OS2 is based on a Linux file system. That's what the file system is based on. It was, it was one of the very first, you know, 64-bit operating systems at the time. 
and 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 the way that and it's it's analogous oh, to in, oh shut up it's analogous to NTFS in the way that they actually manage file systems the way that files were stored it was a journal to file system mm -hmm. so if you power it off the client for people who don't know you power it back on again all the reads and writes that went to memory were cast before they the system was powered off and they came back on again and so all that stuff was incorporated later into Unix and so how do you not respect OS2? I've just never, I've never, I just never saw, the only, the only OS2 I almost right. interacted with, storage tech, Powderhorn libraries, right. had a piece of software whose name is escaping me that would make many Powderhorns behave like one Powderhorn. Okay. Its name is escaping me, it killed, it's been a long time. Mm -hmm. That piece of software only ran on this one particular box that was that came as an appliance with the okay. tape library. That box ran OS. That's the closest I ever got to OS. Do you realize? So most, I, so do you realize did. most of the ATMs in the U.S. up for, ran OS two for a long time before they switched to Windows Windows yeah. XP. So yeah. even most of the even for for listeners who don't know now, you would be surprised that the majority of the ATMs in the country still use Windows XP as their operating system. And prior to that, it was OS two. So you mean today they do? They really do. Most of most most of the ATMs still use Windows XP, and that is something that they're moving towards a different one. But that's why it's so slow when you go to get your money out of the ATM. So here's a question for you. So I gave you my my horror, one of my horror stories. All right. Why don't you give me your your horror story? Oh my God. From days gone by. Well, what comes to mind right now is the situation I worked out. I mean, there's so many I can think of, and I could think of an example at Paramount when I was actually with Collective, and we were dealing with a uh, a web server at the time, which I was brought in to help support that, and and Paramount Pictures, you know, which is the one that makes movies and everything else. Yes, you know the name, and um, I was brought in to them to do their Star Trek website, and so me being an IT guy by de facto standards means, therefore, I like Star Trek. Just shut up and accept it. So anyway, so I. Was that I was totally geeking out because I'm on campus and they had a situation where they had a major outage that went down on some of their front-end customer-facing websites before they were about to release. It was an episode. I think it was the Next Generation at the time. I can't remember. And so, so my this was in the late 80s. Yes, early 90s. it was. The, it was the early mid 90s, and so I was called in, and I had to step away and get involved. And this is one of those situations where, once again, looking back at it in hindsight, it's an example of how larger companies sometimes do not foreplan for a backup disaster recovery situation. And thankfully, you know, I used my chops. I learned from all my brethren, from everybody, from Paul Pythakis to. Jeff, to Curtis, to all the other people that I've learned to be able to restore the system based on my own knowledge. But Mark Perino, shout out. All these people I was able to learn to, to restore everything, but it still was one of those situations that looking back now could have been alleviated if they had had a, a, just a basic backup and recovery strategy. And I think technology changes, the industry changes. I think the most thing that people don't understand nowadays is that working in storage, because my background, as Curtis was saying, is primarily in storage. And so, my background is disk, I know everything about disk, low level, I'll leave it alone, is you do not have your data unless you have the ability to restore it. People need to change the mindset and understand that 
You do not have your data unless you have a validated way to restore it. And that is a crucial component that exists even in my current job in 2019 in the video industry and many other industries that I'm involved around. And so we're hoping to expand on this as we continue this, this, this podcast because we're trying to help educate people in understanding that there's certain things that do not change as fast as the news or as the industry. We make things better, right? We, we all make we, things better. We, we things learn, better, you improve, you but, grow. But you know, the youngins, the, <laughs> the youngins, there, there are that, there are some rules of the past. You mean the Twitter generation? Are we talking about? <laughs> okay, I don't. Ah! Mean, I don't mean to be ageist. I don't want to be ageist. So it's not about age. It's about sort of time okay. in the industry. Okay. okay, fair enough. Fair enough. So let's just assume you're forty and you came in the industry five okay, years ago. Okay, fair enough. Right. But what I am seeing is an, an over reliance on others and an acceptance of oh well because I gave my data to X Y Z Corporation it's taken care of exactly right? exactly and, and so, you know you you said I forgot exactly how you but you said like you don't have your data unless you do you have not have your data. data unless you have a validated way to restore I, it I, I like that I've always one of my phrases has always been if it's worth having on disk one's worth having on backup another time right like if it has no value then then i don't care right but if it's if it has enough value to be stored on disk which has a cost even if the disk is free it has a cost there's power and cooling that comes with that cost with that disk right if it's worth something to your corporation then it's worth making sure that you have the ability to restore that data after various scenarios that might do damage to that data so the way I, the way i look at it is like look you know I'm sort of old uh, by no, most standards. No and all I will say is like, you know, yeah. now that I've got, you know, a couple, several kids and, and I look at certain things like the social security numbers, certain things like the early pictures, and there's, there's audio sounds I've had when they were in utero that I took on a literal <laughs> tape. Nobody, I don't know if anybody listening to this has any idea what a tape recording device is. Anyway, I use that to record cassette, the heartbeat cassette sound. Recorder. Cassette recorder. I'm trying to explain. Anyway, a cassette, <laughs> micro cassette, if you really want to get specific. And so those type of things, if they're really important to you, you learn how to back them up in multiple ways. And it's the same way in modern technology as much. I think it's just an evolution of today is that you know, the, the technological viewpoint is more attention deficit. Mm -hmm. Everybody tends to want everything now. Everybody tends to assume everything is now mm -hmm. and they assume everybody else has credibility and there's a, a little bit of a lack in check and balances. And so they don't realize that if they have something that's as important to them as something like a video of my daughter's heartbeat is to me, I will make sure it's multiple, it's backed up on DVD, flash drive, cassette deck, digital media or whatever. So I will have that to listen to whatever because you have to have more than one or two sources to, mm. to make sure that something is restorable. So here's my sort of final comment on this. I'm a grandpa now. And one of the jokes I make, if I'd have known how much fun grandkids were, mm -hmm. I would have skipped straight to the grandkids. Same right? here. We but, would... here's, but here's the thing. It's like backups. I, one of the jokes exactly. I make with backups is, listen, I've been doing backups for a long time now, and I, right. I've been thinking about just skipping straight to restores. Mm -hmm. it, it doesn't work, right? They're, they're, no, you can't. No, you can't. You, you got to do the backups. And I don't care how your data is, where your data is, who's holding on to your data. You need a way to restore that data in all of the various ways 
that need to be restored when when bad things happen to your data and, and cannot escape that just because you are using a service provider. And we'll round out this podcast here, this episode. Shit. The lesson there is to make sure you understand what the capabilities of your number. Lesson number one. I would say lesson one. Lesson one is, if it is important to you, you do not have your data unless you have a way of restoring it. It's not yours. You don't own it. You don't have it. And people need to understand as hard as it is. And I'm a very shoot straighter. It doesn't exist. (laughs) You're a what? A shoot straighter? (laughs) Try that again. (laughs) Straight shooter. I'm a straight shooter. And then lesson two is understand the capabilities of your backup system, both from a backup perspective and a restored perspective. And with that, that's mm-hmm. enough for this episode of Backup Central's Restored All, the beer and backups edition. Beer and backups edition. We're going to do this more often because it's a all lot right. more fun for I wanna, all of you people. I want to thank my, my guest host, Ben Patridge. Thanks for coming on board. Hey, of course. It was a pleasure. And I hope there was a a little bit of education somewhere in here to help people understand the uh, importance of recovery. All right. So if you enjoyed this, then listen to the next episode of Beer and Backup. If you didn't, well, you know, there are other podcasts. (laughs) How can you go wrong? There's Beer and Backups. How can you not listen? Unfortunately, they don't get the beer. We get the beer, and they just get the backup. All right. Thanks for listening, people. Make sure to subscribe to Backup Central's Restore It All. There was a file, but I deleted it. Too bad your backup system isn't worth a spit. Finally, I needed your backup. You had chance to fix it instead it's all jacked up see how i'll write on facebook about you don't underestimate the things that i will do there was a file but i deleted it too bad your backup system isn't worth the space
just for once it'll be completely done maybe one day it'll 